I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the Social Index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. Welcome to Marketing Today. I'm your host, Alan Hart, managing partner of Atomic, combining brand science and creative fire. Today on the show, I've got Carolyn Tish Blodgett, Senior Vice President of Brand Marketing at Peloton Cycle. Peloton's in the process of disrupting the gym industry, the equipment industry, and instructor-led classes to create a new immersive brand experience through live and recorded classes and obviously a stationary bike. Carolyn and I discuss the experience-driven business that they have around recording 12 live classes a day from their studio in New York City, as well as the avid fan base that they have of 285,000 riders that help them not only advocate for the brand, but do in-home trials and field questions from prospective customers. Well, Carolyn, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So before we get too far into this, I wanted to go ahead and get your background um, and how you ended up at Peloton, um, and you know, and, and what the, what does that what does your role today entail? Sure. Um, so I've always worked in marketing. I've always worked for um, specifically in brand marketing. So I've always been passionate about you know how companies build brands and how they connect to consumers. So I started at an agency called Digitas, working on the American Express account. And then after business school, went to Pepsi, where I worked on Mountain Dew, um, and then worked for the New York Giants. So all kind of big brands that had established uh, established consumer bases and established brands in the marketplace. And obviously coming to Peloton was very different than that. 
And so tell me a little bit about your role today at Peloton and what, what does that encompass? Sure. So I lead brand marketing for Peloton, which um, encompasses a, a couple different pieces. So we have a, um, a piece of my team that focuses on brand strategy and consumer insights. So really kind of setting the strategy for the brand and understanding who our consumer is and how, um, how we can create a brand that really resonates with them. Another piece of my team focuses on acquisition. So bringing in new uh, new riders into our community. Another uh, piece focuses on engagement. So engaging those riders over time and continuing to to um, to build a relationship with them. Um, one piece focuses on PR, and then we have an internal creative team as well. So it's a lot, a lot of different things going on at once. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so th- for those that haven't heard yet of the company or the product, can you tell us a little bit about Peloton? Um, I, I have to admit, though, you're following me through the interwebs. Um, everywhere yes. I go, I see Peloton. So <laughs> That is probably true. If you've Googled us once, we are probably continuing to follow you until you buy a bike. Right. So Peloton is um, basically, in a nutshell, it's a private cycling studio in your home. So it's an at-home exercise bike that allows people to take live and on-demand group fitness classes from the con- comfort and convenience of your own home. Nice. So it sounds like, would you classify it as you're disrupting the gym industry or the equipment industry or maybe both? Where do you, where does your, yeah. where do you feel that you fit in the marketplace? So it's a good question. So people always ask us about our competitors and right now we don't really have any because to your point, we are really disrupting multiple industries at once. So if you think about the home exercise um, industry, it's been around forever. Home home exercise bikes and treadmills have, have been around forever. But there's a reason that that market is kind of stagnant because it's there's it's not that motivating. So the idea of working out at home, kind of alone in your basement, it's boring. You feel like there's no social interaction. It's just it's not that motivating. And there's the kind of classic... Um, way that people describe home exercise equipment as like the coat hanger effect. So you buy this treadmill, you think you're going to work out all the time, it's going to change your life, and then you stop using it two or three months later, it just becomes your coat hanger because it's not that motivating. Then the other side of the spectrum are gyms or even more specifically instructor-led fitness classes. So we've seen, particularly in New York where we're based, um, the rise of the boutique fitness industry. And these are classes that are incredibly fun, incredibly motivating. And these these fitness studios have really taken off because people love working out in them. But they're not a perfect solution either because while you get this incredible workout, they're expensive, they're inconvenient. So, you know, they're at a set schedule. You have to book them in advance. And for a lot of people who have busy lives, which, you know, most of our consumers do, they just, it doesn't actually fit into your life. So the insight around Peloton is really taking the best of both of those worlds and combining them. So if you're thinking about what Peloton's doing, it is truly disrupting the fitness industry by combining the best of both. Interesting, interesting. And, and so how does that impact who you target um, or, or how you segment the world? You, you, there's a lot of different sub-markets there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, again, it's a question we get a lot because when you're, um, you know, people ask about, you know, what really is your market size and what's your potential? And it's hard to quantify, honestly. Um, we've done a ton of consumer research to try and understand it, but we really are buying a, a new, I'm sorry, we really are building a new market. Um, so the, the, to me, what's most interesting about Peloton, the most interesting insight I can give you is that 
eight out of 10 people that buy a Peloton bike were not in the market for fitness equipment today. So these are people that didn't imagine that their life involved buying a piece of exercise equipment for their home. They either go to the gym, they go to boutique fitness classes. They just, they never thought I would love to work out at home and I'm going to go buy a piece of exercise equipment for it. So, you know, if you think about market size and market potential, there's this whole group of people that never imagined that they would want to work out at home. But we now have this incredibly compelling product that makes them want to do that. So as you think about trying to reach those people, your marketing mix, um, I would imagine, has to be kind of complex. You've already just talked about the teams that you have from acquisition to engagement to PR. Um, how, How do you think about that journey from learning that you even exist to owning and loving their bike? Yeah, absolutely. So again, when you're introducing a brand new product and really building a new market, It definitely takes some education. So people aren't going to, you know, never have heard of Peloton, never be in the, never thought they would want to buy an exercise, home exercise equipment, hear about Peloton in a TV second, in a 30 second TV spot, and then buy it immediately. It's just, we know it doesn't work like that. So we're definitely thinking about a full consumer purchase journey. And like you said, kind of educating people on what the product is, building awareness, building trial, and then really taking them through this full journey before they end up buying the bike. Um, so we're really thinking about what are the right touch points along the way. Um, one of the things that I think has been incredibly helpful for us and kind of one of the, the easiest parts of our job is that we have this incredibly devoted group of riders today. So we have over 285,000 current Peloton riders And they are so passionate about the product and so passionate about the brand that they do a lot of the marketing for us. They are always telling their friends and telling their community about how Peloton not only is this great workout, but that it changed their life. And that honestly makes our jobs easier because the more every time we bring in a new rider and we continue to delight them in the way that our product does, that's another advocate for our brand that we can leverage, you know, for the future. On the surface, as you look at the bike itself, um, it, it doesn't tell the full story. I, I'm curious around the education component. How do you get over that hump that you're you're more than the equipment? You, you've got this interactive experience that you're having as you're on the bike. Yeah, no, it's a good question. And, you know, I think that's where we struggle with, you know, like a still image of the bike um, doesn't really tell the whole story. It just It's a beautifully designed piece of hardware. But we're not a hardware company. We're a hardware company, a software company, and really more than anything, a media company. So we're streaming 12 live classes a day. We have over 4,000 classes in our library today. So that's what we really need to get across to consumers. And the way they, we do that is sometimes through traditional advertising. So, you know, you'll see our TV spot, but it's also through trial. So getting people, we have 20 showrooms across the country. Um, we have, again, we have avid riders that are inviting people into their home so that they can try the bike itself. Because until you try it and until you really see the interface and interact with the technology, I think you don't even really understand how incredible of a product it is. So, I mean, it's a very experiential product by its very design with the live classes, the recorded classes, the physically on the bike itself. There must be just a machine behind that of people producing content, curating the content. Um, You know, how how does that all work? What all goes into building that? No, it's a good question. And I think it's honestly something I didn't appreciate until I joined Peloton. So when I first 
heard about the concept. Um, my, in my mind, it was like, oh, that's such a cool idea. They filmed, they took a studio class and they put a camera in the back and then they put it and then they recorded it and then somebody was able to watch it at home. And I didn't truly understand what a, um, what the amount of work that goes into producing what we do every day. And I, I was saying before that we really are a media company more than anything else. And I think that's where you see that we have a full production team that is thinking about that is producing 12 classes, live classes a day. They are thinking about what the right camera angle is for each of the shots. They're think, they're coaching the instructors to both speak to the people in the studio as well as our home riders at home. They're giving them the right technology so that they can, so that our instructors are calling out instruct, um, home riders that are hitting each of their milestones. I mean, this is a full production studio that's going on every day. Wow. It, it's amazing. It, you were describing before, um, you know, that, that they'll call out riders at home's names or, or handles, um, as they're, as they're riding, you know, teaching and riding. I mean, I just, it's a lot to manage as an instructor. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's, I was just wondering, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you're quickly becoming a talent management business as well as a media business, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Our instructors are definitely the stars of Peloton, and um, we we treat them like that. We like to think of them like that. For our home riders, they're really um, the pieces of the brand that they engage with on a daily basis. So think about, um, you know, taking a step back, thinking about if you're riding three or four times a week, what other channel or medium has your undivided attention for 45 minutes or 60 minutes or even 75 minutes every day. There's nothing else that you engage with on a daily basis that has that captivated, undivided attention. And that's our instructors. That's the relationship you have with your instructors every day. So in the way that a TV star or a movie star was, you know, 20 years ago where you really looked up to them and they kind of, they were, they were celebrities in your mind. Our instructors really are doing that now. And we're seeing that our riders more and more are engaging with our instructors off the bike as well. So Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Often our, our instructors will say that they'll finish a 45-minute class and they'll have thousands of comments and messages on Facebook and Instagram with people asking about what songs they played in the class or we loved your outfit and we would love to buy that. Where did you get it? And they're, they're just communicating with them on a daily basis. So these, it's really this, um, truly like high touch relationship that our home riders have with our instructors. And that's so much of, I think, what makes this such an incredibly motivating experience. 
Right. And I, I would say you're really not that different than Nike or Under Armour in, in kind of managing this talent pool, if you will. Um, maybe with the exception that you're, you're helping them build their star power. Right, exactly. I think it's similar, but a little bit different, as you said, is we're really helping hopefully build their brands for them. Right. So they're coming in and they, they have somewhat of a following, but then we're really helping them craft what is their brand, what, what is their brand both on the bike and off the bike, and how do we continue to build that brand both for themselves and for Peloton. So it's a really, it's a synergist, synergistic relationship that, um, that you don't always see when, you, when you're managing talent. Do you expect, I mean, I, I would imagine you expect to put more money into managing those mini sub-brands, if you will, uh, of Peloton going forward. Is, is there anything on the horizon that you're going to build to around that? Yeah, nothing we're sharing right now. But um, yes, we're definitely thinking about, you know, on a daily basis, how do we continue to make those instructors um, come to life for all of our home riders? Because we know how important they are to each of our home riders okay, every day. Great. Great. Well, before we transition, I wondered um, if you had any tips for other marketers like yourself. You're in a fast-growing business, experiential, selling direct as well. Um, and um, I know you. I th believe you're also now selling to enterprise customers as well, so um, hotel chains and things like that. Any tips or thoughts about how to just manage the pace of business growth? Yeah, um, it's a good question. I wish I sometimes need some tips for myself, I think, to manage the pace. But I think, you know, one of the challenges at a fast growth company like Peloton is focus and prioritization and figuring out what is really going to drive the business because we could be pulled or we are pulled in so many different directions every day. And we have so much momentum behind us, but really thinking about what is going to get us to the next level and let's focus our team on that because as much as it sounds like our team has a lot of different things going on, we're, we're very lean and we need to be focused on the right things that are going to drive the business every day. So I think really understanding what matters to your brand and focusing on that, um, that's what's going to help you be successful. I think for us, one of the things that we always come back to is this incredibly engaged community. Um, so we have a 96% monthly retention rate, which is really unheard of. And we have this highly engaged community of riders. So we're thinking every day, how do we keep them happy? And how do we help them continue to tell the brand story? So you'll see that in, in everything we do in marketing, we are kind of focused on that core consumer that, that loves this product. Are there any ways in which you engage that community today that you could share as like things that work or that you've noticed have worked? Um, yeah, I would say, so a lot of our, our community is very active on Facebook. So we have a team that is, that spends all day communicating with them on Facebook. And I would say that the, you know, it's not brain surgery, but just listening to your community and getting their feedback. So we are all constantly, I would say every person at this company is reading through those Facebook comments every day and thinking and hearing and listening to what all of our riders say matters to them and reacting to that. Of course, we can't build every feature that our, um, that our riders ask us for. Of course, we can't play every type of music that our riders request, but we are very much taking them into account in everything that we do so that every decision we're making is really rooted in who those consumers are. And I think that's, that's where you get that tremendous um, engagement rate because it's all really stemming from them. 
And you had previously told me about the story of customers that come to New York to visit and visit the studio to partake in a live class. Um, tell me a little bit more about that because it seems like it, you know it's like going to the the holy ground, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, if it's you're like really in it. <laughs> yeah. No. It's like our 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 mothership or our mecca. Yeah. So we hear. So all the time we'll hear from riders that they were coming to New York. Um, you know, for work or for pleasure, and they decided to extend their trip for a day so that they could come take a class live. We have other people that are traveling across the country. They'll be hitting, you know, one of their milestones. So let's say they're about to hit a hundred rides, which is something we celebrate and we take very seriously at Peloton as an incredible achievement. So they will come to New York so that they can take that their hundredth ride live with their favorite instructor. And you'll see if you happen to be in the studio when one of those home riders comes in, it's you've never seen someone happier than that. I mean, they are just so excited to be there and it does feel like they've kind of reached their mothership or their Mecca. Um, and they're, and they're just so, ex and it's just incredibly, if, if you were exhausted at the end of a work day, like seeing something like that and realizing that you contribute to that every day, it's like, it makes it all worth it. So, and we have this one event called Home Rider Invasion. I can't remember if I told you about that. So that is, it's upcoming, um, in the first week of May, and that's where we'll have home riders from around, around the country all come to New York for a weekend and spend the weekend with us. And you'll see riders that, have these incredible relationships with each other through the leaderboard, you know, on our bike and through our Facebook community. And they're all really good friends, but they've never met live. And this is their chance to all be together for a weekend and experience this actually live together. And it's just amazing to watch. I'm picturing lots of kale smoothies, um, <laughs> fruit, and, and lots of sweat. <laughs> yes, I think all those things will be there. Probably a healthy dose of wine as well. Okay. But yes, okay. I think there'll be some kale smoothies in there too. <laughs> well, good. Well, so stepping back from the day job and, and Peloton, I, I always love to know kind of about the person I'm talking to and what drives them or what motivates you to do what you do, to get up and, and go to work every day. Yeah, so I think for me, it's, you know, I've worked for, um, I've had the privilege to work for, um, a lot of brands that are very, as I said before, are very established and that, that have loyal consumers. But it's not often that you get to work for a company or a brand that's truly changing people's lives. But that's what I have the ability to do at Peloton. And as I said before, you know, hearing from our riders and seeing them every day talk about how being a part of this group and being a part of this community has changed their life and feeling like I'm in some way a part of that. There's nothing more motivating than that. Um, so I just feel so lucky that I can be a part of that every day. I also think about, so I have a two-year-old daughter, and obviously I'm a, you know, a working mom that's trying to fit a lot into a day, including fitness. And so I am very much our target. And I would say, you know, most days are totally crazy and I can barely, you know, figure out what I'm wearing to work, let alone figure out what I, when I'm working out. But Peloton's really changed that. And I see it with my daughter now. She, when I wake, she wakes up at six and she every morning says, mommy, bike, mommy, bike. And she knows that this is a part of my life. And it's definitely motivating when your daughter is telling you to go work out. Um, but I do feel like I'm setting an example for her and so that she can go find something that she's passionate about, both at work and at home. And um, if I can continue to, you know, set that example for her, it feels worth it as well. 
I love that. That's a great example. It's a great example. So I've also noticed most marketers are students of the business. And, you know, there's likely either brands or causes or companies that you are kind of, you know, you kind of keep on your radar. Could you share a couple maybe that, that interest you, either brands or companies that you follow you think other people should be taking notice of? Yeah. Um, so when I think about brands that are um, kind of set the bar for us, I think about products that are kind of sleepy products that have incredible brands that go with them. So if you think about Casper, for example, the mattress company, yeah. they're selling mattresses, which is something that nobody ever thought that you would be passionate about. And they have an incredibly loyal following. People are talking about them on social media all the time. People are actually talking about their mattress. And like, who would have ever thought that would happen? <laughs> and I would say, you know, Warby Parker is the same way. I've worn glasses my whole life. It was never something that I, you know, talked about or was passionate about. And now all of a sudden, it's like a destination to go on Saturday to a Warby Parker store. So brands like, like Casper, like Warby Parker, Parker that are really taking kind of products that have been around for a long time and building brands around them, I think is so inspiring. And it's something I think about all the time. If those brands can get you to engage with them and those brands can get you to listen to them, then a brand like Peloton, which has actually a product that people love already, you know, we should be doing that in spades. Right, right. And so last question is really looking out, you know, get your crystal ball out and thinking about the future. Where do you think the future of marketing is going to go? Hmm, it's a weighty question. So <laughs> I think, you know, I think there's always been, there was sort of, marketing comes in waves. There's, there were, it used to be very push-based and ever it was sort of TV advertisements kind of screaming down at you. Then it was more about pull marketing and kind of social media. I think it's, People now want to have relationships with brands and they want brands to be real. So it's not all about, you know, creating the perfect marketing spot all the time and making sure that you have this big, beautiful marketing campaign that you can launch. Of course, all of that matters, but really having a voice behind the brand and a personality so that people can connect to it. I think that's what really matters. I think, you know, the way that our our brand has really become a two-way relationship with our consumers where they're giving us feedback and then we're reacting to it. I think that's what where marketing's going because people don't want to just be spoken to. They want to be able to speak back to the brands as well. I also think that people want increasingly consumers want their brands to stand for something. So, you know, I think in the past brands would kind of take a back seat when political conversations started or they would take a back seat when there was, you know, news, news, uh, kind of contentious news going on. And I think you see brands can't do that anymore. I think we saw that with the Super Bowl this year. There were a, a ton of spots like the 84 Lumber spot that were, um, you know, taking a stand on immigration, which is, is something brands have shied away from in the past. But I think increasingly consumers expect their brand to have an opinion on, on things that matter to them. Yeah, I, I will tell you, I will. I would never have thought I would be talking about a lumber company on uh, on marketing. Exactly, me either. Right? I definitely <laughs> never thought I would be talking about a lumber company. Right. So, I mean, it, it it's definitely for real. Um, and I think the the component that you're talking about of building relationships that are real and stand for something. I look at Peloton and what you're doing. I think you've created a movement almost around the product or enabled a movement to occur around the product. That's pretty interesting. Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, that's so much of what I think our founders 
didn't necessarily think that they were doing that when they created this product, but they did. And the way that our, you know, our CEO still responds to people online all the time, people will tag him with feedback on Facebook and he responds. And, you know, I think that's the kind of authentic relationship that people are looking or are, are expecting from brands now. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you. This was great. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.